Welcome to Street Talk Theology with Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. Pastor Dom went from a life of organized crime to federal prison. There, God saved him and set him free. Soon after his release, he attended seminary and received his master's degree and is now the senior pastor of Desert Sky Baptist Church, where he serves with a passion for biblical theology right here in Casa Grande. Now let's join our host, Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. This is Pastor Dominic Grimaldi here with Street Talk Theology, where we take theology and we bring it to the streets. Welcome. Uh, hit me up, Pastor Grimaldi at Gmail. Uh, any questions, concerns, theological sh- concerns? Well, I got a special guest with me today, Dr. Rick Danielson. He's a friend. Uh, he was a mentor uh, for many years and when I was pastoring in Black Canyon City. And, and not only that, when I had my brain surgery, uh, Dr. Danielson was there for me each step of the way and, and consoling my wife during that time. And I remember praying for me. And um, so Dr. Danielson's a, a good friend. But I want, you, I want to give you over to Dr. Danielson. He'll tell you a little bit about himself. And then we are going to talk about a Christian fiction book that he wrote called You Pick the Wrong Stagecoach. So, Dr. Danielson, uh, you know who I am, brother? I do know who you are. I've got your number. Yeah, you can call at any time, uh, Dr. Danielson. So tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, Dr. Rick, and how you came to write this book. And give us a little background about who you are. First off, how's your wife doing? She's doing well? Good? She's doing well today. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Thank you. Okay, Rick, I'm going to turn it over to you, Dr. Danielson. Well... Dominic, what I would always want everybody to know about me is, first of all, that I came to know Christ uh, when I was 18 years old. I say in all honesty uh, that I was a drug-abusing, alcoholic, hippie kid. In 1969, I gave my life to Christ. I struggled for about a year and a half with my substance abuse, and then God moved me into a program Today, we call them recovery programs. I don't know if we used that word back then in 1971. And I was discipled, got clean and sober. And when I got clean and sober, God called me into ministry. Rick, I remember just to say, I remember a story you told me one time. Maybe I'm I'm mixing up a a story here. I remember one time that there was a debate. You was kind of drunk or something. And at a party or something, did you give the try to give the gospel or something? Well, so what happened? I remember that story as well, uh, and and this just shows how the Holy Spirit was at work in my life. I was at a party. I had been drinking. I was literally falling down drunk. I was sitting on the floor in in a room, and one of my buddies came into the room. And you got to remember when this time was. This is during the hippie movement. And there was a poster on the wall about Jesus Christ being wanted. And this this guy was loaded, and he was hiring a kite. And he started talking about Jesus in derogatory terms. And I'm lying there on the floor thinking, I really need to tell this guy about Jesus. He needs to know about Jesus. Praise the Lord. <laughs> yeah, but I was, I was so drunk, I knew I, was a, I couldn't possibly tell him about Jesus in the condition I was in. Yeah. The Holy Spirit made me a miserable drunk, okay? 
So the Spirit of God was working in my life to get me from where I was to where I needed to be. And uh, I went to Renewal House in Los Angeles, and I'm always thankful to God for those those folks. Um, I got clean and sober immediately. Within a month, I was on staff. I was one of the male counselors there at um, oh, the Lord. Renewal House, and God called me into ministry. And hey, so Dr. I've literally been in the ministry all of my adult life. So, Dr. Dr. Rick, let me ask you a question. Before we get into You Picked the Wrong Stagecoach, which is the book that uh, Dr. Danielson wrote, just give us a little background, your schooling and stuff like that, and then we'll, let's get into this book. Is this, and then, uh, this book is unique. It's getting some unique responses, to say the least, right? It is. Um, well, you know, so after God called me into ministry, I, uh, I joined a Baptist church. I hope nobody will, you know, hold that against me. Um, <laughs> and and it was that local church that recognized my calling and gifting in, in ministry. And I was ordained uh, to the gospel ministry at the age of 21. So I, when I tell folks I've been in the ministry all my adult life, literally since I was 21, I've been a minister of the gospel. And I went, I started going to college. I recognized a need for training to serve the Lord. And so I started going to college. I went to Grand Canyon College back in the day and got a degree in religion, uh, which was different than a degree in Bible in that I didn't just take Bible classes. I took all the classes that they had uh, for ministry, um, which would include world religions, which would include church administration, all this kind of stuff. I went on from there to go to Golden Gate Seminary, which is now called Gateway Seminary, same school you graduated from. And then later um, felt a need for some further training and went to uh, another seminary for a doctor of ministry degree. But Dominic, all of my all of my ministry, I've been writing. Most of that has been writing articles, and those articles were published in primarily um, denominational publications across the the country. And some years ago, I decided to write my first book, which was came out of my study of world religions. I, I was a world religions instructor at Mesa Community College for four and a half years. Oh, wow, wow. Yeah. Um, which was really a, a great experience. I loved it. Um, and I got to share the gospel with students. I got to pray for them. I, I took as an assignment from God every semester a prayer list to pray for every student in my class. Praise the Lord. And I can remember a young girl, she was only 16 or 17. She, you know, had dropped out of high school, got her GED and was going to college. And she identified herself as nothing religiously. And I prayed for her um, often as I prayed for all the students. And I'll never forget her coming up to me. Uh, most of my students called me Doc. And she came up to me uh, one day towards the end of the semester, and she said, Doc, I used to be really happy in my atheism, and I can no longer do that. <laughs> well, she I wish I could tell you she fell on her knees in repentance and got saved right then and there. Oh, that didn't happen. But what was happening was the Holy Spirit was at work in her life. And so I got to do that you know, for four and a half years. But I started writing some more. And out of that, I wrote a book called um, How Do I Choose, which is a gospel book that um, God has used some. Uh, that's not currently in print. And so I've written a couple of books 
And then I began thinking about the fact that I'm a Westerner. You know, whereas you grew up in New York, I grew up in Arizona. So you don't think I look like a cowboy or anything like that, uh, Rick? Um, not today you don't. Not today, we, huh? We can fix that. But, yeah, but you talk. did. But I do want to tell. I do want to tell the audience that you did tell me as soon as you see me that my hair got gray. I mean, what kind of compliment <laughs> is that? I mean, when's the last? I mean, how? When's the last time we seen each other? It's been a while. It's, it's been, been a while. It's good to see you. It really is good to see you. And, and, uh, and your 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 listeners can't see me, but I've gone almost completely bald since we've seen each other. So. I won't tell him. Don't worry. Well, you already told him, right? <laughs> you told already him. told him. Okay. Okay. So, um, but uh, but I wrote this book out of my life experience as a Westerner, having grown up in Arizona. For I was two years old. My parents came out from Iowa in a covered wagon when I was two years old. You got well, in a covered wagon. <laughs> well, no, it wasn't a covered wagon. Yeah. It was a. They actually came out to Arizona in a trailer. Um, my dad probably had a brand new Pontiac automobile that he pulled this trailer out to Arizona. And so kind of the 1950s version of a covered wagon. And we came out here and I'm 70 years old right now. I've lived in Arizona 54 of my 70 years. So you got, uh, so, so you're a cowboy at heart then, right? I am. A, I'm, we can say I'm a cowboy at heart, but I'm not a real cowboy. Um, I, I, I need to be honest and say I have the boots, the hat, the guns, but I don't have a horse, okay? I've ridden horses many times in my youth, especially, and I can tell you later about a, a wreck I got in with a horse. But, um, so, I mean, you know, there's that. But So we got, so we're, we're talking about, so this book that you you wrote, you picked the wrong stagecoach, kind of not, and, 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 and I asked Rick to send me a copy, and he said he will. Um, but it's a, a fiction book. It's, it's a Christian fiction book. But the unique part of, of this book that I'm hearing is that you have a lot of non-Christians, so to speak, reading this book. And yes. that's the niche that, that caught my attention, why I want you to... And, and make sure, uh, Rick, before we uh, go off the air today, let people know where they can get this book, please. Well, the easiest um, way to get the book is through Amazon.com. Okay, perfect. And, and my name is spelled Rick, R-I-K, no C in that, Danielson, D-A-N-I-E-L-S-E-N. So if you type in Rick Danielson, it'll come up with this book, or you can type in the title, You Picked the Wrong Stagecoach. Now, you better um, tell them what the book's about, because they, they, you know, they, they, they want to know what they're buying. So there are 12 short stories. My wife wrote the 12th, um, and she did an excellent job, and, and it's a wonderful story. But all of the protagonists, all the heroes in the, in the stories are all Christians. My first character is a guy that's, his name is Patrick Donovan, and he uh, is known as the Prescott Parson. Uh, he's a fictional character, came out of my imagination, who is a pioneer pastor who came to Arizona. Uh, his, his family were immigrants from, from Ireland, and they lived in Pennsylvania. But, you know, as a young man, he, he moved away from, Ira, uh, from Pennsylvania and moved out to Arizona eventually. God had called him to ministry. And so he, he started a church. 
And here's a guy who's walking down the street. He's just been at a prayer meeting at one of his church members' homes. And one of the things they were praying about was, God, how can we share the gospel with people who don't know you? As he's walking past an alley, he hears a, a commotion. And he looks to see what's going on. And there's this drunken cowboy abusing this girl who worked in the saloon. And Patrick has got to get involved. He can't allow that to go on. And ultimately, what happens is God opens up the door for him and his church to begin ministering to these young women who are trapped in a life of prostitution. Wow. And and so they're there's this story of redemption. Um, how do you help something like that? What happens in your life when you start redeeming these young women who are trapped in this life of prostitution? Think about what went on in those days. There were very few jobs for young women in those days. And if a woman didn't have a man to support her, she was in a lot of trouble. Mm. And a lot of these young women, the only way they could survive was to enter into a life of prostitution. It was a horrible time. What happens to Patrick when he's doing this? You know, they they start a ministry called Second Chance House because the bar in town is called Last Chance Bar. And so they start a ministry called Second Chance House where these young women who want to escape that life can find a place where they can get away. They are discipled. They're given training. They're taught how to read and write. Many of these young women of that day didn't know how to read and write. So there's all of that that goes on. Um, one of my other characters is a, is a young woman who is married to an abusive alcoholic. How does a woman married to an abusive alcoholic get away? In that day, she couldn't. She couldn't escape. And, and so you have this story about a young, this young woman who needs to escape this abusive life. Um, I did move out of the Old West for three of the stories. I have a character called Tom Madsen. Tom is a sheriff's deputy in Cochise County in the 21st century. Wow. And uh, so I moved. I I did three stories about Tom. Uh, Ultimately, he gets a girlfriend. But what, what goes on? And how does he deal with all that stuff? So these stories come from my imagination. But... All of those heroes, all of the good guys in those stories are all Christians. And, and so there's stories about prayer in their lives. There's stories about people coming to faith. There's stories about how do you defend those women, for example, that Patrick Donovan is, is ministering to. How does he defend them when the, the madam at the brothel demands that they come back? And Rick, let, let me say this. So, and, and you know, we got about, uh, oh, probably about six minutes so let me say this. What I'm hearing is by non-believers picking up this book, they're going to get a gospel message. Yes. And, and that's, that's I think, the unique thing about what's happening here with the book. I mean, obviously, um, Christians are going to read it, and I'm going to read it when you send it to me. But more than that, you're getting non-believers reading this book with the hope and prayer that salvation could come from it. Well, two, the last two chapters of the book are actually two cowboy sermons I got to preach. I'm a member of the Single Action Shooting Society, and I'm a member of a local club called the Arizona Yavapai Rangers. Don't shoot the preacher. Listen, watch out. Yeah. <laughs> so 
<laughs> uh, several years ago, the, our, our local club had an annual match that was kind of a big deal. It was uh, Saturday and a Sunday. And they invited me to do what they call Cowboy Church. Now, Cowboy Church is from 7.30 in the morning until about 7.50 because the shooting starts at 8 o'clock, okay? But anybody who wants to go to church, they have Cowboy Church, and, and all, they, all they do is have a message. Well, the last two chapters of this book are two short messages. Uh, chapter 13 is called The Very Definition of Sin. You and I know that the definition of sin is to miss the mark. Exactly. Okay. Well, you may or may not know that Wyatt Earp was literally never shot. Everyone who ever shot at Wyatt Earp missed. That's the very definition of sin is missing. Exactly. And so then we talk about what is sin and how do you, you know, how do you come to know Christ? The last chapter is the tale of two cowboys. And I tell two, two true stories. There was a cowboy by the name that was called Deacon Jim Miller. <laughs> Deacon Jim Miller went to church every Sunday. He, he went to the Methodist church every Sunday, but he was what I would consider a serial killer. He loved killing people. He just loved killing people. He said that he killed over 40 people, not counting, and these are his words, not mine, not counting Indians and Mexicans, okay? He was a murderer. Another true story, though, was my first pastor, the pastor that baptized me, was Bob McElroy was a real cowboy who uh, worked in the 1950s and 60s, and he got saved as an, as an adult in his 30s, and God called him into ministry. He had murder in his heart. He wow. had a plan to kill somebody, and he got saved two weeks before the day he was going to commit that murder. And so I tell the two stories. What's the difference between one guy that went to church and lived like the devil and the other guy who lived like the devil, but then he got saved and his life was completely changed. What's the difference? The difference was Jesus. Amen. You can go to church every Sunday of your life, you know, cross yourself, do, do whatever your religious stuff is, and never be saved, Deacon Jim Miller. Or you can give your life to Christ through repentance and faith, and when you do, Jesus will change you. Well, those two chapters are right in there. One of the first responses I got was a guy that bought the book, and he said, I plan to read one story a day. I started before supper one evening, and after supper, I picked up the book, and he says, I finished up with the tale of two cowboys. So here's a guy, several people have said to me, I just couldn't put your book down. Here's a guy who couldn't put the book down, and he went all the way through to the gospel message the first day he got the book. Was he a believer, Rick? I don't know. Uh, but he, in other words, he wasn't when he started reading. I don't know if he was or wasn't okay, a believer. Okay. All I know is that because, because he enjoyed the stories, he finished the book and went all the way through, and he got the gospel message. Can I, can I read you real quick? Yeah, you got to, yeah, you got, okay, good. You got about two minutes, and then I got to sign off. But yes, that'll be a good close. Perfect. Well, I wanted to read you this one response. I just got this yesterday. Uh, Jerry is a, is a friend of mine uh, from high school. I don't really know Jerry very well, I'm sorry to say. And so I can't tell you if he's a believer or not. But here's what he wrote. Just yesterday, he said, Rick, I read your book. You picked the wrong stagecoach while in Hawaii recently. 
As a native of Arizona, I appreciated all the Arizona references. I read two to three books a week. I really appreciate well-written short stories. It takes a, a lot of talent and a knack to be able to write a compelling short story. And you, my friend, pulled it off. Loved the book. So I don't know Jerry's relationship with Christ. I really don't. Here's what I do know, that because the stories were compelling, he read the whole thing. Praise the Lord. You know, and, and what more can we ask? You know, when you present the gospel, you want people to get the message. And so I, I want to tell a good story, but I also know that the reason I'm here, the reason you're here, the reason all of your listeners are here is to glorify God. Amen, Rick. Thank you. you. Know, and so if, if I'm not doing that, I, what business do I have writing books about cowboys? if I'm not going to glorify God. Well, the name of the book, you picked the wrong stagecoach. The author, Dr. Rick Danielson, a dear friend of mine. I love you, Rick. Thank you for sharing um, your, your your story about your book in Amazon.com, right? And they can go there and, and get this book. And it, I can't wait to get my copy. So praise the Lord. Rick, it's always good to see you. So... Street Talkers, Pastor Dominic Romaldi here with Street Talk Theology. We take theology and take it to the streets. God bless till the next time. Thank you for joining us for Street Talk Theology with Pastor Dominic Romaldi. You can visit Pastor Dom at Desert Sky Baptist Church at 891 West Corson Road, Casa Grande. And for more information, visit us online at www.desertskybaptist.org.